Blog Talk Radio. If you're a pro, you buy big. And when you buy big, you save big at the Home Depot with pro bulk pricing on the stuff you need and use every day. Like 5% off fence pickets and 10% off fence panels, plywood, and OSB. Plus, you'll save time not driving all over town for lumber. And that's really big. You work hard enough for your money. Saving it should be easy. Now it is with pro bulk pricing on what you need every day. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, 16th day of November 2017. We're here with our co-host, Jay Basser. And today our guest speaker is Berta Simmons. And uh, I would hope you all uh, listen up and pay attention and get your pen and pencils ready because uh, we're going to be giving out a lot of good information. And should you have a question or a comment, please uh, feel free to call in. Our number is 347 Two three seven four eight one nine. Now, our call-in number once again is three four seven two three seven four eight one nine. And just hit the number one uh, when you're prompted to, and you'll be able to come in the queue here, and we'll try to pick you up. Um, uh, Berta, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good, Gerald. Uh, we had a beautiful uh, fall here in New York where I live, but it has turned into winter this week. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so we've had wind, wind, hail, rain, and snow today, but nothing's hanging oh, around. My. But um, uh, keep that uh, in New York. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I came from a southern state. I used to live in New Jersey. <laughs> that was like a southern state. <laughs> but I came to New York because it is uh, cold up here. But uh, I like it. I like the change of the season. And uh, and I hope people, uh, you know, they're listening in, do take advantage to call in, you know. And, uh, uh, and if we can't answer their question during the show, uh, and if they come to have it, I bet they'll find the answer right there because there's a lot of information uh, in our DIC forum on the same subject we're talking about. But like you say, Gerald, you know, it pays to repeat these things. It does. Uh, you know, and, because, and I've done... Because we I, have new members and we have new people coming through to all the, the website. Yes. Yeah. But, and uh, it's... Uh, Serious topic. Well, but it's it, it, uh, something you uh, can't turn your back on. You uh, please pay attention and, and uh, uh, call in, or uh, you know, yeah, at least take notes and and remember this is an archive. So if you need to go back yep. and listen to it, you can. Yep. And uh, the thing is, Gerald, uh, 
none of us ever know what our expiration date will be. No, we don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why it's important, too. Uh, and uh, and if we're VA claimants, we've got to stay as healthy as we can in spite of our disabilities to make sure that we can live long enough to maybe uh, see the, re- uh, the benefit of having an award letter, uh, you know, in our lifetime. And uh, a lot of the things that I, I think about, and I, uh, I've i written uh, uh, quite a few things down that probably I've said before many times on, on the website, but uh, then again, I lost two good men, two disabled vets, two honorables each. So I really learned from both of those experiences, uh, particularly the last time when I really had to do a lot of dealing with the VA. So I, I don't really give anybody advice unless it's something that it's, it's a regulation or that I experience personally. And, um, uh, and uh, you know, we've talked before about having a death file, Gerald, and I think it's so important. And it can, be, it can make things a little bit easier for any veteran's survivors. Uh, yeah. You know, it, yeah. Uh, it could make it things a lot easier. Um, and um, actually, I've got one myself, and of course, I'm a civilian, but uh, there's a lot there in it that uh, my daughter, uh, uh, well, both my kids, but my daughter will probably uh, really have to, uh, she'll know what to do, you know, with that death file. Uh, and uh, it's funny, but I, I think about it quite often. What else? What other information do I have to put there? And um, but uh, should I go uh, over uh, the death file uh, at this point, Gerald? Um, uh, well, uh, wait a minute, Berta. I think we have a caller. Oh, okay. Five one two. See, I can't. I might remember. Is that you, Ray? No, I'm just listening to the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, welcome aboard. If you have a question or something, just jump in there. Okay, Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Go ahead, Berta. Uh, Oh, okay. uh, Uh, We can get into this. I mean, it's it's quite involved, really. I mean, you can start off. Simple and make it as complex as you want, but well, that's uh, it, Gerald. Uh, there's I... mandatory things that must be there, and and that's what you want to concentrate on first. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think one of the most important things, if a person has a death file, it could be an ordinary Manila envelope, but to mark it in such a way that it'll trigger uh, the spouse to know where it's at and when the spouse, he or she needs it. And um, uh, the first thing they should do is put hat at, uh, our, our website right on the cover and probably even put the password uh, that the veteran uses because the spouse could come through with that password on, on the website. And I think that's going to be one of the most important things, uh, in my opinion, that any survivor at this point is going to need to have uh, because uh, they might get stuck like I did with two veterans' representatives, uh, one with each uh, husband that I lost, who did not really have a clue on DIC. And the reason is that they really don't get a lot of DIC claims compared to veterans' claims. 
it's probably a minimal amount at the end of the year when they check all the records. But on the other hand, they were trained in DIC just like I was, so they should be able to properly help a widow or widower, a survivor of a veteran. But to tell you the truth, Gerald, I think the most important thing uh, any family member uh, could do, widow or widower, uh, and uh, and that covers any same-sex legal marriages in the state that you're married in. Uh, if your marriage is legal, it's going to be the same, you know, for a same-sex widow or widower. And I think it's very important, uh, you know, to mention that. Um, but um, the file uh, should... This is what somebody told me about life insurance policies. My insurance man told me years ago, never put it in a uh, uh, cash deposit bank at a bank. I mean, I'm saying it wrong. A deposit box at a bank. He said never put life insurance policies in there because I guess some banks, when they can freeze assets, they can freeze that that, um, box, the deposit box. Yes. And uh, now I don't know if that is the case everywhere, but then again, uh, a person really doesn't need to put their insurance policy anywhere like that. Uh, they should put it right in their death file, and that would regard even uh, services life insurance through the VA, whatever they have, and uh, and maybe attach a little note to it saying that whatever the proceeds are from that policy. You have a little bit of a note there telling the spouse, uh, at the time of my death, you might have to get an independent medical opinion, and it might cost money, so please hold on to some of this. Don't spend it all in one place, you know. But uh, That's right. Uh, but yeah. didn't we find out down in Arkansas they wanted over $3,000 for a... Uh, Autopsy or something like that. Well, gee, that is terrible. And, Gerald, years ago, I had no idea how expensive autopsies are. Uh, And and that's why I was telling people to become organ donors because, you know, in most cases they will have to give you an autopsy. And here in the state of New York, that autopsy didn't cost me a dime. But I, you know, but it's so odd when I, the organ bank called me and I said, oh, yes, my husband's an organ donor. It never hit me. And that was the day after he died, they called me. It never hit me how important that autopsy would be to my claim. I I was just, you know, you just don't think of these things. Uh, But the only time I think that any survivor would have to make that type of an investment, which is a terrible amount of money, uh, is um, if they question the cause and contributing factor of death on the death certificate, and um, which it might be correct. That That's a bad part. But what I found out years later, uh, my husband's autopsy is what service-connected uh, many of his uh, disabilities, particularly the diabetes mellitus and um, his uh, heart disease, from Agent Orange heart disease, and it confirmed. So, huh? so in your case, Berta, uh, you you would have had a, you might not even been able to uh, 
secure his his rightful benefits has not been for the autopsy. That's that's absolutely right, Gerald. You're absolutely right. I mean, I I have denials for my DIC that are that are outrageous. Uh, they'll use anything. They will stoop as low as they can go. But on the other hand, they were giving me a hard time because I had filed for a wrongful death, that type of a case. So I keep thinking, well, that's why they were so uh, reluctant. But, but I mean, it, it didn't help them to be uh, so uh, antagonistic. And actually, the secretary of the VA, about 10, 10 days ago, uh, uh, said, I, I don't know where it was quoted, maybe it starts at Stripes Magazine, I forget where, where he said that he did find that the VA system was definitely um, uh, geared sometimes to discourage and go against the veteran. I forget the word he used. John, do you remember what he said? Uh, arbit- he said the it was an arbitrary. Huh? Arbitrary. Adversarial. VA was adversarial. Yeah. Adversarial. That's it. Adversarial. Yeah. And that is the first time I've ever heard a VA secretary ever say that about the VA. But he's finding out the nitty gritty. And uh and and it's true. I mean, this is why Tebert started this site. She knew in her own experience what a rigmarole the V VA was, and that was years ago. That was over two decades ago. You know, over it'll be 21 years for had it next uh, in January. So she already knew, and in 20 years, all of the veterans and and survivors that have come to our site, I would say, 80 to 90 percent of them have found the VA to be adversarial at some point. You know, and some of them they they go right through the system and everything's a piece of cake. But on the other hand, a lot of uh, disabilities uh, are you know difficult for the VA to. Uh, well, well, I, to tell you the truth, I think the biggest problem of all is the CMP setup and the fact that federal contractors were found to be ripping up, ripping off the VA for about eighty nine million. I don't know if anybody read that news. Yeah, and, I, and yeah, you know, I, I think they're, they're going to continue using outside contractors. Yeah, and, and but it, it seems to help them cover things up. I don't know. Well, in one sense it does, because maybe by, see, it's, it's going to put the screws to the choice program, because that's where they were, the outside um, contracting physicians or whoever they were, uh, they're the ones who are overbilling the VA under the Choice Program, and I, I can hardly believe it. I read it yesterday, eighty-nine million. I, I've got to really check what I read to, because I don't know. Maybe I have that figure wrong. It just seems—it seems horrific when you think of all the veterans that have been waiting, in some cases, for years for the proper yeah. compensation, and here the VA is giving these dopes. Eighty-nine million dollars. Now I could be wrong on that figure, but I think it was eighty-nine million. And I read it fast yesterday. Yeah, you read it. You read it right. Most cases they were saying they were double billing, and uh, a lot of these uh, oh, doctors. Oh, God. Like, oh, okay. They start, Thanks. They do. They double bill. Double bill. And uh, even the insurance companies are set up to actually stop that or to find it and catch it, 
said, yeah. I know if a doctor double billing and they trash the other bill, but the VA must not be set up that way because they're probably paying both bills. And then when they catch it, it's kind of too late. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when I when I think of the money that the VA squanders on, uh, on, on stuff, it's it, it's absolutely pathetic, and, and it's <laughs> enough to make anybody angry and wondering why they are overspending in so many areas and underspending when it comes to compensation because, you know, they'll lowball anybody. And when I first came to Haddon, yeah. I wasn't used to really hearing that term in, in terms of a disability. But I think all of us know what that means, you know. I mean, they lowballed my neighbor. He's getting 10%. He should be getting 100%. <laughs> 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 Every time I tell him that they lowballed him, he, he looks at me we with, know that he, you know, he thinks I'm talking about... Um, his physical <laughs> attributes, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but to get back to the death file, and I'll put all of this stuff. In, I think I've got a lot of this. I've had it already, but I'll put this again. I've had it uh, uh, probably by tomorrow. Um, of course, in that death file, there should be your DD two fourteen. And your DD-215, if applicable, they should always go together. Uh, the most recent award letter the veteran has from the VA, and I'm assuming they already have probably three or four plastic totes full of manual folders on all of their other VA stuff, and I just hope it's in order. But I, I, I put down their last, um, what did I say, uh, award, most recent award letter, or even if it's a denial letter, at least with that letter, there'll be some rating, and it will give the wife or, or husband some idea of where they stand in that respect. And then they'll have the C file number. They'll need it. I mean, the C file number is something I never thought I'd have a C file number. Uh, I found out that I did get one when I reopened my husband's uh, pending claims after he died. And... Um, but I knew what the number would be because I heard him rattle it off so many times uh, to the 800 number. <laughs> you know, but, but Peggy, you know, like, like that did a lot of good. But um, uh, another thing in there, there should be probably a raised seal copy of a marriage license. Now, maybe VA would accept a copy, and they probably already have it. If you're a disabled vet and you're getting VA compensation or a VA pension or something, they probably have a couple things that you're going to probably have to send them again. So just in case, and uh, any prior divorce papers, that should be in the file. Um, divorce certificates for any minor children. And when I say minor children, uh, the VA considers natural children, stepchildren, or adopted children. So that's important for people to know that, too. And I and most of our vets know that. Yeah, uh, they have to have their birth certificates, too. Birth, yeah. Oh, I, oh I, I forgot to say that. Gee, I'm sorry. But you're right, the, their birth certificates, you know. And maybe the VA has already paid the veteran in their lifetime uh, a dependency <laughs> allowance for the wife or husband and, and the kids. But still, they're going to have to, might have to send it again to the VA. There's a good chance they might ask again. Um, and a blank uh, 21 
534, and we, we have a copy of the blanket had it, and that's the DIC application that I would advise any spouse, uh, a surviving spouse, to really go over it very carefully uh, before they file it online. You know, like, uh, there's nothing wrong with filing it and taking your time with it and mailing it uh, to them and getting a proof of mailing. But uh, I I don't think it's changed much, uh, John and Gerald, since I filed mine. But there's a lot to it, you know. And, and when you're in stress and you're in grief, uh, you know, it, it's easy to forget something that might be important on that. Um, my DIC form covered DIC under two theories, direct service connection and 1151, and it also covered my uh, accrued benefits under my husband's pending claims. So I'm pretty sure that that part of the form has not changed where you have a chance to uh, say that you are claiming accrued benefits too, but there's a little bit more to accrued than that. But but that, um, and if a survivor does that within the first year after death, they are protecting their earliest effective date for any potential DIC that would be retroactive to the date of their spouse. And they're also protecting their status for accrued benefits, which are based on claims that were pending when the veteran died. And and it's very important because that, too, I mean, they will not accept a claim for accrued benefits after one year has passed after the veteran's death. Of course, they'll, they'll take a claim and then they'll send you a denial very quickly unless it is a Nehmer uh, claim, Agent Orange claim. So, uh, and uh, the funny thing is, that first year after death, uh, in some respects it goes very slowly because everything in your life has changed. But on the other hand, important things sometimes are things that you don't want to think about. And, and, you know, it's easy to put off these things. Well, it's important that that within that first year is do what you're supposed to do. Take care of business, and that comes first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's, you there's have a lot to, to get do. this data in because the VA is extremely strict. Yeah, they are, Gerald. Totally Sure, We have another caller. Oh, yeah. Uh, caller, uh, you in there? Uh, uh, let's see, yes. five, one, oh, hello? Yes, I'm here, and I'm listening and learning. I have oh, okay. no questions well, or comments at the time. I'm listening and learning. Okay. Good. for my wife. Oh, well, good. Welcome aboard. Uh, yeah, Thank if you, you have a question or comment, just jump in there. We'll We'll get her answered for you. Roger that. Okay. Uh, well, go that, ahead, Berta. That's great, Gerald, because, uh, you know, a, a lot of people don't want to talk about these things, but I have found throughout the years that our nation's veterans are more willing to think about these things than the average civilian family. And if they're a disabled veteran and it's a question of 
uh, any sort of death benefit for their wife and or their children. I mean, they they are really willing to think in terms of the future in a very realistic way. And I appreciate that because I wanted to do a death file presentation at my church, but um, nobody really seemed, uh, I'm in the senior ministry, and all the other senior people, they just didn't seem to want to think about it, you know. And I can understand that, but I'm glad that we have the opportunity. Um, here's some other something else that's very important. Uh, the death file should contain a copy of your health care uh, proxy and DNR. If you have one, it should be in there. And, of course, I, I think the VA would require that, too. Uh, I don't know. John, would you know? John? They want copies of everything. Yeah. I uh, Well, I think Medicare requires a copy of it now because I had to give a copy mm-hmm. to my regular uh, doctor, but I'm not a veteran. But I would think, you know, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, uh, a, a nurse told another nurse who had probably just got onto the shift, uh, oh, that patient's in bad shape or whatever it was, and that there was a DNR in the file. There was no DNR. The patient died. He yeah, that was a heart. He had, he had a heart surgery. Oh, is that what it was from? And he could have been yeah. resuscitated. Yeah, but that's here, right. The way I, yes. I read the story, that some nurse told another nurse there was a DNR in the files. Do not resuscitate. And when the guy, uh, you know, started having problems, they did not resuscitate him. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean. Uh, yeah, they that, paid that, a big settlement out of that. Huh? They paid a big, reports had they paid a big settlement out of that. Millions of dollars. Oh, 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 oh I would hope so, yeah. I mean, gee, that, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and that's another thing. Um, of course, if you have a will, it should be uh, a copy with your lawyer and a copy in your uh, death file. Uh, and for any Vietnam veteran... Uh, who might not have a spouse, or even for a Vietnam veteran who does have a spouse but could also be elderly at this point, uh, you might as well put the contact information for your next of kin in that file in the event that even if you don't have an Agent Orange presumptive now, we never know what will change down the road. So, and NEMA, under the NEMA court order, they have to pay out the money if there's any retroactive money. And they would have to pay it to, uh, uh, well, the adult children. And, and you know, I think I don't think they go any further than that. But they do have to pay it out to somebody if a surviving spouse is also deceased. Um, now, Berta, oh, on this, uh, this is kind of off topic a little. But on this NEMR, does that only apply to Vietnam vets or veterans, or does it apply to a veteran that was exposed to Agent Orange, for instance, stateside? Because we're we're getting veterans now that's been able to prove up Agent yeah. Orange exposure to uh, in stateside. Wouldn't that still uh, NEMR apply to those? Uh- uh, NEMA only covers in-country Vietnam vets, Gerald. And okay. this question came up before a few times. 
As a matter of fact, Kurt Priestman asked me the same question. Yeah. Because he yeah. thought that uh, now when they service connected him uh, for Agent Orange exposure in Thailand, uh, he he raised that question to me. Why didn't it, wasn't it done in his mind? They didn't give him the right retroactive money or whatever. But Nemer is specifically for in-country Vietnam vets. And uh, they've never changed that. And, um, you know, so it, it narrows it down a lot. But still... Yes, it does. Let's, let's give them a little background on Nemer real quick to kind of catch people up that's listening. Uh, there was a court case, and this veteran's wife, her name is Beverly Nemer, and uh, she took the VA to court over her husband's Agent Orange issues, and she knocked the ball out of the ballpark and won the whole kit and caboodle. So it was a precedent set in case, so that's why they talk about NEMER. So in all Vietnam, in-country veterans are NEMER class members. That's right. That was a class action yeah. lawsuit. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. And it's also a good thing, too, John, where a lot of Navy veterans... If they can, you know, prove that they stepped on Vietnamese soil for any reason at yeah. all, with mail or delivery or picking up somebody picking up. to the ship, they are they come under Nemer, which is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, I mean, but, um, with the ships list and stuff they've added lately, there's been a lot more veterans now will take advantage of that. You know, that were actually yeah. through boots. You know, so but still. You know, they still drank the water, and that—that—that's that, what they're right. Make. You're right. Yeah, it's a, that. That's a really rough situation. Uh, the Da Nang Harbor situation, to me, I think yeah. is outrageous. How they can say that a ship that was in the harbor of Da Nang, <laughs> with all the waterways in Vietnam running, you know, uh, from north to south, you know, from gravity, they're all running into the Da Nang Harbor. And all that water was coming up through, you know, all the villages and forests and everything that was sprayed with Agent Orange. How they can say that Da Nang, the water in Da Nang Harbor was not thoroughly contaminated is absolutely an outrage, you know. But uh, Da Nang Harbor vets have a heck of a time, and uh, maybe someday it'll change, but, you know, the enemy... Our enemy is not the VA. It's time. I mean, time is the enemy for for these Vietnam vets for sure. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I just can't believe uh, how many uh, you, are dying you know, from Agent Orange. Yeah, look at this way, Bert. The VA has all the time in the world, but the veteran doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the longer they stave off stuff, to me, a lot of it's job security. You know, if they granted just about every claim at a regional office level, uh, there wouldn't be this accumulation of this constant, um, you know, redo of claims and stuff like that. I mean, it, to me, it's job mm-hmm. security, or 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 they're just basically incompetent. I, I just can't. I no. can't. Pick, well, it's a it's a lack of. Uh, um, well, a lack of momentum to do anything about those employees that really do not do their job, the accountability. Well, and, and I think VA is trying to change it, but um, 
they've got a long way to go, John, you know. It's a racetrack, Berta. The car goes around the track. He stops in the pits. The driver jumps out. The other jumps back on the car and takes off again. Yeah, it's yeah. When he gets off, yeah. when he gets on. It's not new money. Yeah. It's not new money. Yeah. There's some new money, but, it, you know, it's not new money. So Boy. it's just, uh, it, you know, that's, but they're, they're treating it like new money, and it's not. Because when the veteran passes away, they might pay 1200 bucks DIC if he's drawing $3,000 a month. The rest of the money goes back in, in, into the pot. Yeah, yeah. So. Boy, it's uh, it's just infuriating to me to yeah, but well I've had to explain that to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Including yeah. congressmen. Boy boy. Um oh, oh also any social security papers, uh you know, like the little award letter you get for social security, that should be in that death file too. And if you want to be an organ donor, make sure your spouse knows that and if it's not on your license just write a little note in there or tell your, your main doctor. Uh, because uh, as disabled as my husband was, uh, he was uh, they were happy to get what they got from him as far as uh, uh, harvesting things that they could use. Even though uh, his heart was shot, his brain was shot, you know, there's still a lot, uh, lots that they could use. And there's a lot of peace of mind in knowing that, you know, for me, uh, the way he died. And, How about the diabetes, Berta? How does that um, affect Rod's organs? Uh, say that. How does that affect Rod? The diabetes. How to have that affect his organs? Oh, because I knew your battle oh. was over over his diabetes. Uh, well, that's uh, a good question. They were saying he didn't have it, but he did. Yeah, he was untreated and undiagnosed for both Agent Orange heart disease and Agent Orange diabetes. In the six years he was patient here, because these things didn't show up in Newark, VA, uh, they had plenty of opportunities to um, uh, actually diagnose him with these two conditions, and they chose not to. And uh, and I, I proved that he had both of them. Uh, but, you know, one piece of my evidence, this might sound odd for the diabetes mellitus, was his driver's license. Another piece of evidence, um, well, well, there were a lot of things there, but it gets back to the autopsy, uh, John. I studied a six-page autopsy that they did, the medical examiner did. I studied it intently. Um, they had a toxicology report. That, that's what often makes these things t- take a long time. Uh, the only meds in his system were, um, was his high blood pressure meds and the Sudafed medication that VA gave him for six years. And he had no reason to be taking it. So that contributed to his death. But there was one word in the heart slides. And all of this stuff, I mean, I had, uh, I mean, my daughter bought me a book that cost $300. She gave it to me for Christmas one year on cardiology, Brunewald's cardiology, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, a lot of these things I was not familiar with, uh, all the terms. And, um, but yet, there was one word in the autopsy in his heart slides, and I forget what it was, that I never looked up medically. And if I had looked up that word medically, it was the word that indicated he had diabetic cardiomegalia. So if mm-hmm. I had known what that one word said in the autopsy, you know, and I knew what everything else said, uh, it might have might have made that claim go a little bit faster. 
But as it was, um, I had already flopped them for malpractice, and I'm lying. Uh, and that was um, in 1998. Oh, and I never yeah. went to court over that. I settled with general counsel. I, I settled my own case out of court. I didn't want to go to court. Uh, I, I didn't see the need for it. I was happy with that settlement because, you know what, they could have given me trillions of dollars. It would not have made me happy. There's nothing in the world that could bring my husband back. So, uh, and, and you know, so I settle with them. At, and a good lawyer often tells their clients, settle out of court if you can. A bird in the hand is worth two of the bush. But uh, to make a long story short, what, when I filed the diabetes claim, this time I was really smart. Um, I did not have a lawyer or an independent medical opinion for my wrongful death claim. So I, I had to get up to speed on the legal end and that. If you're a pro, you buy big. And when you buy big, you save big at the Home Depot with pro bulk pricing on the stuff you need and use every day. Like 5% off fence pickets and 10% off fence panels, plywood, and OSB. Plus, you'll save time not driving all over town for lumber. And that's really big. You work hard enough for your money. Saving it should be easy. Now it is with pro bulk pricing on what you need every day. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. If you're a pro, you buy big. And when you buy big, you save big at the Home Depot with pro bulk pricing on the stuff you need and use every day. Like 5% off fence pickets and 10% off fence panels, plywood, and OSB. Plus, you'll save time not driving all over town for lumber. And that's really big. You work hard enough for your money. Saving it should be easy. Now it is with pro bulk pricing on what you need every day. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. <laughs> 